0: Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushival. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of March 5, 2016. As of March 1, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision is now an official chapter of the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. Chartered with 14 members, the group hopes to also become a chapter of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. KCCLV elected officers on Tuesday, February 14. They are Shirley Sivers, President, from Dayton in northern Kentucky, Amanda Selm, Vice President, Patty Cox, Secretary, and David Smith, Treasurer, all from Louisville. Allison Flanagan, Executive Director of the Kentucky Office for the Blind, announced on Wednesday, March 1, that she is retiring after serving 24 years in Kentucky vocational rehabilitation programs. Her official retirement date will be April 30, so she can assist with a smooth transition. Allison has provided capable leadership in OFB despite deep budget cuts brought about by diminished appropriations from the Kentucky Legislature. Because of decreased state funding, OFB has been unable to match available federal dollars and so has lost millions of dollars over the past several years. Allison will definitely be missed. We will bring you more information about the future of OFB as it becomes available. The following announcement is from Guide Dog Users, Inc. Every year, GDUI holds its convention in conjunction with the American Council of the Blind, Conference and convention. In 2017, the GDUI convention will take place in Sparks, Nevada at the Nugget Casino Resort from July 1 through July 5. The GDUI convention is a terrific opportunity to network with other guide dog users, get program updates from the guide dog schools in the U.S., attend workshops on the most pressing issues in the community, and have a lot of fun. We understand that the cost of attending a convention can be prohibitive for some, which is why we created an opportunity to assist individuals that may otherwise not be able to attend. Please complete the application in its entirety and submit it by April 15, 2017. Incomplete applications will not be submitted. There are a series of demographic questions to assist us in gathering information about our applicants, as well as three essays. Essays should be added to this completed Word document. All applications must be received by April 15, 2017. Completed applications may be submitted to gdui gduifirsttimers at gmail.com. They can be sent as attachments. Please include your name in the file name or copy and pasted into a blank email message. Please put your name in the subject line. The winning applicants will hear back from the committee as soon as a decision is made. Award winners will receive a check for $955 on July 1, 2017 at the GDUI suite. This Money can go toward reimbursement of hotel costs, meal subsidy, airfare, and other convention expenses. Award winners will agree to participate in all GDUI convention events, sit with GDUI at least twice during the ACB General Session, write an article for the fall edition of PawTracks, GDUI's magazine, describing your experience at the GDUI convention, Actively participate on at least one GDUI committee throughout the year following the GDUI convention. Conduct yourself with respect and professionalism throughout the convention. Requirements for applicants. Applicants must be a member of GDUI in good standing, must be a guide dog user, must be willing to attend the GDUI convention in full, July 1 through July 5, 2017, Must be 18 years or older. Must not be a board member, family member of a board member, or an individual sharing a dwelling with a board member. Must not have attended an ACB or GDUI national convention in the past. For more information about this first-timer opportunity, please visit www.gdui.org. On February 24, the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, CCLVI, announced the Dr. Samuel Janinski Video Magnifier Memorial Awards. A total of four video magnifiers will be awarded to children and adults in 2017. To read the award guidelines and complete an online application, please visit the website www cclvi.org slash dr samuel s a m u e l dash janinsky g e n e s k y to complete an application complete the following steps one request access two log in and three complete the application links are available for each of these steps from cclvi.org's homepage. Applications may be submitted through April 10, 2017 at 1159 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. CCLVI looks forward to receiving your application materials. For more information about CCLVI, visit their website at cclvi.org. The Board of Directors of the American Council of the Blind met on Saturday, February 25, in Alexandria, Virginia. In the report to the board, Eric Bridges, Executive Director of ACB, shared some of his recent activities on behalf of the Council and people who are blind or visually impaired. We bring you excerpts from his report on page 2. We've talked a lot about the Amazon Echo and the Amazon Dot since Christmas, Alexa, the computer voice of the Echo, Dot, and Tap, can do many things, and there's always more out there to discover. Even if you aren't a techie person, Alexa is easy to use and inexpensive. At our roundabout this past Friday, we shared some more Alexa skills that we just discovered recently. Listen in on page three and see how Alexa is quickly becoming very useful and entertaining not only at home but at parties and chapter activities and in many other places as well and on page four is the sound Prince calendar page two
1: now I am most happy to turn the agenda over
0: to Eric Bridges for staff reports well
2: good morning everyone It's been a heck of a beginning to 2017. Um, There's a a lot going on uh, inside ACB. Um, uh, So I guess I'll just kind of tick down through um, some initiatives that that we're working on that most of the board is is familiar with, but uh, I guess first and foremost, We as an organization are in the process of transitioning to Office 365 and uh, late last summer we got devices and since then have been I would say very gradually transitioning uh, email as well as all of our Contacts and now are in the process of uh, the beginning of uh, migration of our, our documents to SharePoint. So um, it is uh, it's quite a process. It's a learning curve. Yeah, Office three sixty five is is uh, it's cloud based suite of applications. Our reliance uh, on a physical server um, is going to be uh, reduced if not completely eliminated um, and so there, there's a lot of excellent excellent stuff with this. And, and along the way we're also providing Microsoft with some much-needed feedback on uh, the accessibility of the various applications that, that we're using for productivity purposes so it's it's been good, it's just uh, it, this whole thing is a process. Along with that, and Nancy's going to talk about this, You know, we have a new accounting system um, that we're actually now using uh, as part of uh, you know, the fiscal year that began in, in January. And so there's been a lot of work that has gone on with that, training, um, ensuring that all staff uh, is educated and is data so there's that. There, all of this is technology related, it would seem. Uh, the third thing, and this has uh, you know, been an area that has been of uh, some concern to to leadership, uh, and that is acb.org. Um, in November, uh, we began a, a relationship with the Louisville Web Group to have them Provide maintenance of the site, but also uh, we're engaging them in a uh, what's going to end up being a redesign of acb.org. And so, currently, um, we're going through. Uh, well, we went through a site map, uh, site architecture. Um, we had nearly, and, and do have nearly 6,000 pages on acb.org, oh, which is rather absurd <laughs> it's a very large number there's a lot of work um, that is being uh, done um, to take a look at our our home page the navigation folks uh, members of the board uh, Dan Spoon Jeff Bishop along with uh, my colleague Kelly Gask uh, and Larry Turnbull are, are actively working Uh, with me and Louisville Web Group to identify ways to um, number one, cut down the amount of pages, but also to make our site more functional, Uh, make it more intuitive to visitors that come seeking information and not give them headaches as they (laughs) go around in circles trying to locate the information that they need. We're doing color arrangements. Uh, the site map and we will be having a meeting here in the next couple weeks uh, to sort of begin to finalize some of these things Um, it's our intention that late spring into early summer there should be a new uh, ACP.org so there's a there's a process that we're working through here Um, uh, I'd like to actually thank the group that I just referred to, uh, Dan and Jeff and Larry and, and Kelly, uh, and really um, she would n- never say this, but Kelly, Kelly Gask has actually led big parts of these discussions that we're having, and it's been uh, really helpful to have her uh, design background and expertise and frankly her eye, uh, creative eye. As well as two working eyes. <laughs> um, um, so um, this is this is exciting stuff, but it's also quite a lot of work at various points in time. So uh, bear bear with me and bear with staff as as we continue through this process but this is really important and we want to make sure we get it right. Those are some of the big kind of structural things that are going on within the organization. Uh, I, I thought I might share with you my travel schedule. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my God. No, um, it has been a really busy beginning of the year. Uh, and it started in late January. Uh, I uh, was hosted uh, quite, quite well by uh, Paul Edwards, um, I went to the Cavalino Classic, which, as you all may be aware, is a, uh, it's a car show that's held annually uh, at mar lago in Palm Beach. And it was pouring down rain in 55, so no, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. But um, Paul uh, established this relationship many years ago with this car club, and they donate annually to ACB. Um, we are invited to come to the awards brunch. So this car show is pretty cool. <laughs> um, it's anything ranging from Ferraris to uh, Rolls and Bentleys, um, uh,
1: different different
2: eras as well. So um, actually there's a, I, I actually stood next to a car uh, with the owner uh, it was a Ferrari, a 1963 Ferrari that is valued right now at $30 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so It's pretty crazy. Um, ooh, the, ooh, the, this, this event is really important. And I thank Paul very much for all of the years that he's invested in, in um, maintaining this relationship. The, the really cool thing that we get to do is not just attend the awards brunch on Sunday morning, but uh, they provide us with a few minutes to speak to the attendees and so paul and i had the opportunity to do that again this year it has grown tremendously
0: which yes. is really exciting and i'm very pleased that eric is helping paul in that process i knew i made the right choice when eric told me about the muscle
3: cars yeah. <laughs> got to touch and sit in
0: and I said, well, you obviously had a great time, and, and you know the subject matter very well, so I, I made the right choice to send you because he was just in his element. Uh, I would have sat in the Ferrari and smiled. And I know don't, I don't which car I want to sit in, that's about it.
4: Yeah,
2: so literally I did fly to Seattle, and I had meetings with Starbucks. That was the primary... Uh, purpose of my trip out there. However, I also uh, had meetings at uh, Microsoft and actually had lunch with uh, a woman named Susan Hauser, who um, is the corporate vice president for uh, corporate responsibility. And uh, she, as part of that, she's got accessibility in her organization. So she's, uh, for those of you that are familiar with who Jenny Lee Fleury is she's the chief accessibility officer Jenny reports to Susan, to, and um, we had a, a very nice chat about uh, the relationship and uh, accessibility they're really wanting to move forward with uh, trying to wrap their arms around employment and uh, how their applications can help to spur more employment. And one of one of the things that she raised <coughs> with me was the vocational rehabilitation system. And how, from her view, uh, broken it appears to be, and I laughed yeah. and said, yeah, amen. <laughs> um, one of the challenges that I think we all have, right, um, is at a certain point we Uh, stop receiving uh, education and training on technology. And in particular, those of us that go into uh, educational settings or (coughs) employment, um, we have to learn on the fly almost every day. And we kind of quasi-learn certain things and we learn from other people but there's not a cohesive sort of strategy. And there are organizations that can provide this, they tend to be regional, um, and most of them are, are nonprofits themselves. So um, they're trying to wrap their arms around how they can um, insert themselves or or become, uh, you know, a, a, a reference or a, a tool that can be used by organizations by states. Um, Obviously, it's it's not all altruistic, right? I mean, they want their their product <laughs> in people's hands too, right? So, um, but it was a fascinating discussion. Um, you know, she comes at that from a different angle, but we wound up with the same the same sort of declarative statement. So, the meeting at Starbucks uh, dealt with uh, technology and what they're doing. Uh, regarding their website uh, as well as their app and point of sale. This was an introductory meeting uh, with their their senior vice presidents of of digital US and digital uh, international as well as uh, a couple of new accessibility folks that they've hired recently. I didn't go there because they messed something up or they broke accessibility, but I went there because Starbucks is a really cool and innovative company. And culturally, um, I feel like having a relationship with, with a company like Starbucks could could lead to really interesting opportunities, uh, not just for for ACD, but for wanting people more, uh, more broadly in terms of the employment universe that Starbucks Uh, paths from uh, corporate which by the way they don't have a totally blind person working in their corporate office Uh, they only have a couple of blind people that even self-identify as being visually impaired out of uh, 4,000 at their headquarters Um, they readily admitted that um, to their their stores to the um, to the roasting plants around the country there are a lot of opportunities and so we got i was able to segue into employment through technology and uh, i'm scheduled to have a meeting with um uh, their people uh, next week in san diego because i'm traveling again that's what i do um, uh,
5: at,
2: at csun the you know the world's kind of largest assistive technology conference um So, um, it was a really good meeting and I think that they left with, um, well actually I know they left with a desire to work with us on these issues. So, uh, this week um, on Tuesday, Tuesday? today's Saturday, right? Yeah, okay, cool. Tuesday, um, I flew to San Francisco and had meetings with Uber and then uh, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, attended an accessibility summit uh, that was hosted by Google um, at one of their buildings in San Francisco. So um, meeting at Uber was an introductory meeting with some of their software engineers that are now working on accessibility. Um, They're trying to wrap their arms around how to build an accessibility uh, team inside the organization. And so I was talking to them about some things that I've seen other companies do, um, and the it was I don't know it was it was a fascinating meeting. It went an hour. Um, they're going to be introducing some new enhancements to the app that I think are going to help one Um One of them that's coming very soon is. Uh, the addition of the color of the vehicle. So, um, anyway, the, the the Google Accessibility Summit was fascinating. Um, they they did not spend a lot of time on accessibility per se, but rather talking about uh, you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence, and uh, they, they had a bunch of engineers come and talk to us about that. In particular, uh, applications like Google Assistant and uh, how it exists today and where they see it going with regard to Google Home and other devices that that, um, it will be inserted into um, in the coming months and years. I guess the highlight of this was the senior vice president of uh, global HR for Google spent about ninety minutes with us, um, talking about uh, Google uh, Google's recruitment, um, uh, what what they're doing. I, they uh, they are a massive company. Hmm. They um, they're, they're located in fifty countries. Uh, I think that they have some challenges, and these are things that I've said to them. Uh, Culturally, they they introduce so many products all the time. Some of them are innovative. Some of them are in response to other products that are already on the market. Uh, They have an accessibility team. But many of their products are just kind of okay from an accessibility standpoint. And uh, it would seem that in order for Google to go from okay to good, um, that there needs to be an accountability piece set down from on high about product and, and the accessibility of that product before it goes to market. And So that's something, you know, uh, that's something that I, that I shared this week with them, and sort of my concern. Uh, we, we have a good working relationship, and they've got very talented people. They've got very dedicated accessibility people, actually. Uh, they're, they're, they're fantastic. The, uh, you know, they've not said this, but I, I would imagine that at times it may be a little frustrating um, when something comes out that not everybody can use right away. So, just some observations. Um, i'm leaving tuesday morning to go to see some uh, i'll be there until saturday uh i have uh, i think 12 12 meetings while i'm there while i'm there and um with a lot of uh lot of companies that you all know
5: um, you, you won't be playing golf
2: I'm not going to play golf <laughs> I do hope to make it out of the hotel though. Um, so uh, this is a really important conference for ACB to to attend and have a cousins at um, so from there um, March 9th I fly to um, Toronto to be ACB's representative at the World Blind Union uh, North American, Caribbean, regional meeting. So, yeah, Mitch and Kim get to go to Hawaii. I get to go to Toronto. (coughs) That's a nice concept. That seems real fair. And at the end of of March, I'm flying to Minneapolis to hang out with my my friends in the Minneapolis office. So, yeah. yeah. So, which, by the way, I do quarterly. Yeah. So life is busy. Uh, life is, but overall, you know, it's been it's been really good. And I know that I'm on the agenda later on, Kim, uh, to talk about the strategic planning uh, work that's going on. But uh, that has also taken up quite a bit of my time uh, in working with the uh, the consultants and uh, to to ensure you know that we got the most out of the two days. Uh, that we spent together a month ago, I think, in this room, right? Yeah. 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 So um, and had a really good call with him yesterday morning, actually, for about 90 minutes to kind of get an update on how, uh, how everybody's calls went. So I'll report on that later.
5: Uh, Eric, uh, my, um, my comment is that um, I hope maybe... Part of what we can do with Microsoft is to get them to put pressure on companies to like update their technology. I work for one that still uses 2010, so hopefully in Windows 7. So hopefully we can get companies to use more up to date stuff that's actually accessible. My first question to you is, um, my, actually, my two questions relate to acb.org. One, um, I heard the group of folks that you said that you are working to with Louisville Web Group and that to. On things and with all due respect to that group, they're great people. They'll do a great job. Do you have someone with low vision that's kind of keeping an eye on that aspect of? Things? Thank you. Absolutely. Good. You, Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Rick Moran and Mikey Weissman. Excellent. You've got two excellent people. There. The second question I have is when uh, the uh, page is designed and uh, before it, uh, the new new design uh, page goes live. Uh, Will there be opportunities for some of us to help, you know, navigate that and just check everything with uh, all the, with the various accessibility tools and things like that, including uh, braille displays and stuff like that? Yeah,
2: yeah. Good. But this is not going to be done in a vacuum.
5: Oh, I, I, I didn't think it would, but I just wanted to make sure, and I'd certainly be happy to be a part of that once that time comes around. Sure, Eric.
6: Yes,
2: I knew I
5: couldn't get out of here without something I
6: except except that i have a question uh, also about acb.org six thousand pages and yet there are so many things missing right <laughs> um we've talked for years about making sure that every committee has a mission statement and and you know i can't even think off the top of my head uh, so many of the things that we've talked about that need need to be on that that site is there, in addition to upgrading, is there an effort to assess what's there, what needs to stay, what needs to go away, and what needs to be added? Yes.
2: Um, there, there's, uh, we're kind of beginning to deal with that now. Um, I actually attended a meeting of the board publications to talk with them uh, about this, and. Um, from from a BOP standpoint they're gonna help provide some uh, helpful uh, advice to us as we go through this Um, a lot of the six thousand pages Mitch um, a significant portion I hesitate to give a percentage are frankly dead pages so there's, you know, old walk pages from 2009, 2010, registration pages. Um, there's a statements. Yeah, there's, just, there's a lot of just stuff. We're dead. Yeah. And so, um, you know, one of the other things that, that the group has really taken a look at, too, is uh, the main page and, and how, how people – how visitors can access information quickly and Dan Spoon and uh, and Larry Turnbull in particular have been very helpful in in trying to address some some issues that right now on our site just aren't very intuitive to, to a visitor.
6: No, I don't. I thought you had. I well, I And
4: one more thing that uh, that we're going to need folks' help on is we're going to have to have a, a strict archiving policy once we get done. Because one thing we're learning from the Louisville Webber is we we tend to collect over time, and then things run less efficiently. And so, so again, we're going to need input there to say you know do we keep. Three, five, two years, for example, of the Braille Forum on acb.org, and then we direct people to an archive website where they get the last 35 issues, uh, 35 years of issues of, you know, know, or
6: whatever.
4: So it's that kind of thing that we've got to, there are certain things we want to keep very visible and present at all times and easily accessible, and then there's other things. That we want to make sure people can get to for research and other purposes, but they're not in the native site, they're, they're in a connecting site. Then, then,
6: if I can have the mic back, sure. um, it reminds me of, of something that is true. Um, a few years ago, I think we developed a policy, this had to do with paper documents. Uh, what would stay in the office, what would uh, be archived, what would be um, destroyed, and perhaps something like that on a, a formal basis needs to uh, needs to come out of that discussion so that uh, it isn't something that's just done now I and mean, in ten years when uh, folks have moved on or whatever it's forgotten about. There needs to be a formal structure so you, you know, you can see what, oh, this needs, it's been on the site for three years and uh, we need to keep it for uh, for research purposes and review purposes, but it really doesn't belong on the page any longer. Um,
2: actually, one last thing before uh, I'm done. We, uh, we had a very uh, positive financial t- 2016 fiscal year um, and Nancy's gonna talk, more about that, but it was and, and part of it. Um, it was tremendous, and uh, you know some of the the cost savings that we realized. Um, I would like to recognize Lane Waters, who's not here today, for playing a big role in that. So. Page three.
0: We're going to talk a little bit about echo and dot skills and things because there's always more to learn and find out. And I saw this week there's 10,000 skills for it now. So you don't have to learn them all, thank goodness. There is a book on Amazon that lists 12,000 questions you can ask her. And um, some of them are silly, but some of them are right useful. And there's just a lot of neat stuff that you can make it do. And it seems like the more that you find out about it, the, the more there is to find out. So I thought we might enjoy kind of going over a couple of the useful things, um, at least that I find useful. And some of you all, if you have one, a dot or an echo or a dash, or whatever the other one is, tap. the tap, that's right, I want dots and dashes, Morse code. <laughs> if you've got a dot or a tap or an echo, you know, all the skills work on those. And so, um, you know, if you've got an idea or something to share, please do so. I discovered that um, it, it, will do, it will do several things that I, I find kind of useful. And that is that um, I set my calendar up on it, and so I can ask it what is what my events are for a day, and it will tell me. And um, you know, then if I, I can I can find out if I have something scheduled for a certain time. Now the disadvantage of that is <coughs> is that with the you may not always have it with you. If you're out someplace and so um, that can be a problem but it does run through google calendar on your phone and so you have to have a google calendar app on your um, iphone Uh, also the the skills if you don't have an iphone they will work on a computer discovered peggy peak down in texas is she she doesn't have an iphone but her son-in-law has a computer, and he has set um, the skill, the app up on the computer for her. He does it through the computer, and then she's able to do all kinds of things uh, with it. And every so often, I get a phone call from Peggy, and, and she'll ask me a question about it, and if it's toward the end of the week, she says, well, just tell me on sound prints, and I'll figure it out. <laughs> If a calendar happens to be your thing, and there's different calendars, have, uh, it comes with the, the Google Calendar uh, in it, and so I downloaded the Google Calendar app from the iPhone App Store, uh, from the Apple Store, and, um, and and it was pretty easy to install. It was um, fairly accessible, I'd say more than fairly accessible, and um just started using it so let's say i want to find out um what i have scheduled for monday so we'll just demo it here alexa tell me my events for monday
1: on monday march 6th at 8 a.m there's wayside christian mission at 9 p.m there's go one call on tuesday march 7th at 9 a.m there's pat and at 10 a.m there's convention photography do you want to hear more
0: I'm tired after all that. You can also ask her how how long it is until a certain time. For example,
1: I um, hope I do this right. Alexa, how long is it until Christmas? There are nine months and 22 days until Christmas Day.
0: Oh, we better get shopping. Alexa, tell me when one minute
1: is up. One minute, starting now. Okay. Carl. Uh Um, Now, if you have an event, uh, like, if you have an event on the same day every month, like let's say the GLCB board meeting is the second Saturday, can you do
0: that? Um, Not in Alexa itself. Okay. But you can go into the Google app on your phone and set that up, and then she knows those events from that point. So um,
1: yeah, I've, I've downloaded the app. I haven't played with it a yeah. whole lot. Maybe gonna see if we can yeah. it later.
0: Right. It it may take a little getting used to, um, especially for the um, for the recurring events when you want it to be the first Saturday of the month or the second Sunday of the month or whatever. Um, you do have to play with that a little bit. It's not just real super obvious. Okay, so there's our alarm. We have to
6: tell, her to, stop. tell her to
0: stop. And it'll just keep going until we say, Alexa, stop. <laughs> Bill, you want to come do one? Okay. Bill's going to demonstrate getting a phone number with Alexa.
5: Alexa, what is the telephone number for Walgreens?
1: Based on your zip code settings, there's a Walgreens located on Frankfurt Avenue. The phone number is 502-896-0518. There we go.
0: And
4: give address. Yes. Alexa, what is the address for Walgreens?
1: Based on your zip code settings, the address for a Walgreens nearby is 2368 Frankfort Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. It's open now until 12 a.m. You
5: know, you have that like two on Frankfort Avenue, uh, We'll it's going to give you the closest
0: one but let's see if we can get it to give us the one Alexa, give us the number for the Walgreens in St. Matthews
1: there's a Walgreens located on Shelbyville Road in Louisville the phone number is 502-893-0277
0: now uh, there's a neat thing I discovered and I thought that you know we're going to be playing bingo next week Maybe we'll have Alexa be the caller. Alexa can be the caller. Let's say that we're going to bingo down the bees. Okay, so Alexa, give me a number between one and fifteen.
1: Your random number between one and fifteen is twelve.
0: So that'd be B twelve. Alexa, give me a Give me a number between one and fifteen.
1: Your random
0: number between one and fifteen is ten. So we just, uh, you know, we she just go right on. Now, if we got a duplicate number, we just go ahead and ask for another one. And um, so that would be, or if we're playing a regular bingo, Alexa, give me a number between one and seventy-five. Alexa. Give me a number between 1 and 75.
1: Your random number between 1 and 75 is 69. So that would be 069.
0: Now, you know, that might be, might take a little longer, but it wouldn't take as long as having to pick out those numbers if we're doing I's and down the G's or down the O's. We don't have to wait while all the other garbage numbers come out, right?
1: Because you know... In, in the
0: eyes, I mean, you know what numbers. Right. Eyes are 16 to 30. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah. Does it roll it's, dice? It's
0: yes. It. So let's say that we're going to um, draw for, let's say that we've assigned everybody a number. You remember at Christmas when we assigned everybody a number? Uh, you had numbers for your prizes? Okay, those were based on dice, and we rolled three dice. And if somebody's number came up, then that was who won the door prize. So we can say, instead of having to roll them,
1: we can say, Alexa, roll three dice. I rolled three dice and got one. Two and three for a total of six. Alexa,
0: roll three dice.
1: I rolled three dice and got three, four, and four for a total of 11.
0: Okay, and we can keep doing that. When else could we apply that? How about the horse race game for the derby party? Oh, yeah. 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 And so we can have Alexa directing us on our horse race game. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> She can roll as many dice
1: as we want. Alexa, roll 15 dice. I rolled 15 dice and got 3, 4, 5, 4, 1, 5, 3, 5, 6, 6, 1, 5, 2, 6, and 4 for a total of 60. All right, Charlotte, repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there's all kinds
0: of applications for, for that kind of, um, of skill. That's not actually a skill. That's just built into Alexa. Has anybody ever played Jeopardy on here? Once or twice. The Jeopardy app lets you play six questions and it gives you the six the six clues and you get to, you can ask it to repeat. You get six questions a day, five days a week. Yes, you have to answer any questions. So if you think you know, kinda of let me know and we'll ask it. Okay, Alexa, let's play Jeopardy. This
1: is Jeopardy J Six. Let's get started. The first category is 1960s slang. This alliterative term described the differences in beliefs between youths and adults.
6: Generation gap. Generation gap. What is generation
1: gap? What is the generation gap? The next category is presidential homes. Near Crawford, Texas, Prairie Chapel Ranch was this president's getaway. Why is George Bush... Excellent. The next category is Pritzker Architecture Prize winners. The announcement of this nineteen eighty-three winner cited the fragrant Hill Hotel in Beijing, China, the country of his birth. What well,
5: is time?
1: Sorry, the correct response was, Who is Pei? The next category is, American authors. His first novel was A Time to Kill. Who is John Grisham? Grisham. Grisham. Who is John John Grisham. Grisham? That's right. The next category is, British geography. The city was named Aquasales by the Romans because of its mineral springs. Repeat. Again, the category is British Geography. This city was named Aquasales by the Romans because of its mineral springs. Please answer in the form of a question starting with phrases like, is or what is don't know the correct response was what is bath the sixth category is best day of my life i hit the jackpot at this vegas casino named for an egyptian city that is incorrect the correct response was what is luxor not too bad you got three out of six clues correct Keep playing to improve your knowledge.
5: There's another one, too, that a few people might want to try Bible quiz.
1: Bill, you want to come do it?
4: Alexa, play Bible quiz.
1: This skill is not enabled. To enable it, say enable Bible quiz, Old Testament skill.
4: Alexa, enable Bible quiz.
1: Okay, I've enabled it. It may take a minute until you can begin using it. To start, just say, Alexa, play Bible quiz.
4: Alexa, play Bible quiz.
1: I will ask you three questions and offer four multiple choice options. Just say the number of the answer you think is correct. Let's begin. Question 1. What day did God create Adam? 1. Day 3. 2. Day 6. 3. Day 1. 4. Day 5. Six. Uh, two. Six. Six. That answer is correct. Your score is one. Question two. Who's believed to have written the books Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy? Moses. One. Moses. Two. Isaac. Three. Abraham. Four. Paul.
0: One.
1: One. That answer is correct. Your score is two. Question three. What was the name of the tree that God told Adam not to eat off of? One, the tree of knowledge. Two, the wishing tree. Three, the weeping willow. Four, the sacred tree. One. One. That answer is correct. You got three out of three questions right. You are quite the biblical scholar. <laughs> you,
0: you can also listen to any of the tune-in stations anything that tune-in radio carries and um, I Heart Media. Peggy listens to the um, UK and UofL ball games by telling it to um, to play the radio station that they're on so for example um, she can tell it to uh, play WHAS radio so let's see if we can make it work Alexa Play WHAS Radio on iHeartMedia. Media.
1: 840 WHAS from iHeartRadio. Radio. ...programs. Kentucky lawmakers have given final approval to a bill altering the medical malpractice system by creating panels of medical providers to review claims of error or neglect.
0: Okay. And Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. Alexa. And- <laughs> You are out of control. Alexa, fire, stop.
1: Going a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to unplug her. What? Is she a- was. Thompson is a- That's
5: the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she it. she yeah, just it unplugged it. That's one way of doing it. When
0: in doubt, you pull the plug. <laughs>
3: <There
1: you go. laughs> well, that would have been handy with some
0: children,
3: wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database. Http://louis.aph.org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. Http://louis.aph.org. Minibook materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's Minibook Braille Binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the Mini Book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 4.
0: The Sound Prince Calendar. On March 9, KCCLV will have its in-person support group meeting from one thirty to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. A special program will be announced on next week's Sound Prints. Call 895-4598 for more information. On March 9... The Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly meeting at 7 p.m. by conference call. The phone number is 605-475-4700, and the code is 155-619. On Friday, March 10, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you to Roundabout and Bingo, Braille Tech Support and Genealogy at 3.30, the Air Fryer versus the New Wave Oven, Hands-On Demos from 5 to 6, Dinner, 6 to 7 $5 per person. And Bingo, $2. Cards and crafts from 7 until 10. All at United Crescent Hill Ministries call 895-4598 to sign up. On March 11, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board will meet at 11 a.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006. Enter code 294444. On March 12, The KCB Next Generation will hold its conference call meeting at 8 p.m. on the same conference line. Also on March 12, ACB families will have a business meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. On the line at 712-432-3900, enter code 796096. This is a call that is open to anyone interested in ACB families throughout the country, so feel free to call and get involved. On March 14, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, Savvy, will have its meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Call Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170 for more information. On March 17, the GLCB Roundabout will have Braille, Technology, and Genealogy at 3.30, Discussion Time at 5, Dinner at 6, and then we will be attending the Reader's Theater at the American Printing House for the Blind at 7 p.m. Call 502-895-4598 for more details. On Friday, March 17, and Saturday, March 18, the Braille Reader's Theater will take place at the American Printing House for the Blind. The APH Museum Reader's Theater Troupe presents a trio of one-act plays by contemporary playwright David Ives. No props, no lights, no costumes, but all fun. Our actors read the scripts in Braille. It's at the American Printing House for the Blind, 1839 Frankfort Avenue in Louisville. It is free, but registration is required as space is limited. Best for older children and adults. Call 502-899-2213 for more information and to sign up. On March 19, the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will hold its board meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line and on March 20, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its board meeting at 7.30 p.m., also on the conference line at 605 code 294444. March 22, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Peer Support Group will meet from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB Office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP, or Information... Call 859-259-1834. On March 24, another GLCB roundabout will take place at United Crescent Hill Ministries, Braille, Tech Support, Genealogy, and Cooking from 3.30 to 5.00, Discussion Time from 5.00 to 6.00, Dinner 6.00 to 7.00, $5.00 per person, Games and Crafts from 7.00 to 10.00. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, Call 502-895-4598 for information. On March 27, Guide Dog users of Kentuckiana will have a membership call at 7 p.m. On the line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. And on March 31, the last GLCB roundabout of the month will take place. Braille Tech Support Genealogy and Cooking at 3.30, discussion time at 5 dinner at 6, games and crafts at 7. Call 895-4598 for details. Looking ahead to some special events already on the schedule, on May 27 join Next Generation for a lunch cruise on the Belle of Louisville and on Saturday June 11 plan to attend Next Generation's council-wide picnic scheduled for the Brown Park in Louisville. On June 30 through July 7 is the 56th Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. It's in Reno, Nevada at the Nugget Hotel and Resort. Visit the ACB website at www.acb.org or call the KCB office at 502-895-4598 or the ACB national office at 800-424-8666 for more information. On August 4 and 5, the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will hold its conference and reunion at the Ramada Inn North on Zorn Avenue in Louisville. Plan now to attend. More details coming soon. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598